here we got a special guest with us. It's Jared Johnson from inside the Red Raiders.com. Good morning, Jared. How are you, sir? Uh, we're having a little technical difficulty with, with Jared. I think we may have Jared. Jared, you with us? I'm with you now. All right, hey. man. How are you? And good morning. I'm doing great. Good morning to y'all, and thanks for having me on the show. Hey, t- t- tell us a little bit about what's going on in Lubbock. I mean, we, we read the story, and you look up, and 40 people are losing a job, and here we go with COVID-19, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people saw this coming just because, I mean, just the capacity cost uh, or the capacity lost and the cost of the gate that they were going to lose. We already knew they lost one home game. Um, they were going to they were scheduled to have seven. Now they're going to have six. Uh, and then the 25% capacity. I mean, that's a big loss. Um, they're estimating $25 million loss. Uh, most of that coming due to you know the coronavirus. Uh, and so, you know, 20 of the, of the 40 positions they're talking about were, were already vacant. They're just not going to fill it. But still, you're talking about 20 people uh, in this community that lost their jobs. And then a lot of others who had to take pay cuts, too, as well. So, I mean, it's just tough times, uh, and, needless to say. And that was one of the things that we were talking about in our meetings this morning. <laughs> On the surface, it's 20 people losing their job. But those are 20 people who then go out and spend money with uh, goods and services that they're they're not going to be spending those dollars in the marketplace anymore. It's so true. I mean, the ripple effects of all this really, I mean, since this, since spring, I think most of us could see the the, the possible ripple effects. And then thinking about some that you can't even envision um, it's uh, humbling, I guess is one way to say it um, demoralizing, but I mean, uh, that's, that's a reality that we're living in right now, you know? And one, and we were just talking about it. And of course, you know, it's it's everybody looking into a crystal ball. We've had this in Stanford. Now you you're seeing some of it in Lubbock. Is, is this, is just is this just the tip of the iceberg? I mean, do we is this something you we're going to see throughout college athletics? Well, I hope not. I think that's why some of the conferences are so desperate to play. I mean, you know, I think it's obvious the Big Twelve. Really, everybody needs to play college football. Uh, and the Big 12, SEC, and ACC are forging ahead, doing whatever they can in order to play because of those ripple effects we were talking about. And I don't want to sit here and be doom and gloom and say, I think, you know, we're going to see this all over the country. But, I mean, I don't think that's too big of a leap to, to, to say that. That yeah, there's going to be some athletic departments taking some big hits. Jarrett, switching gears on you, man. It's September 1st, and you coaches can finally reach out to this class of 2022. Man, how busy is your day going to be? <laughs> that's what I was doing. Uh, that's what I was doing before, and that's probably what I'll do after we get off the phone. Is Yeah, you know, of course, we have coverage of that on Inside the Red Raiders. Um, yeah, it's a very busy time in terms of recruiting and, and uh, the coaches reaching out to the to all those 2020 recruits, 2022 recruits. I know this morning already we've seen Travell Johnson, Curly Thomas, and a few other guys. Vincent Page. Are those some of the higher targets that Tech is looking at, or who are some key guys that you know maybe be under the radar? Yeah, you're all over it. And I, I tell you what, Travell Johnson's a guy like you know. I think everybody in the state and the region pretty much likes him. Uh, I was at the Fort Worth Star, Fort Worth Star Telegram before. Uh, you know, I was uh, out here in Lubbock and I covered Arlington Martin where Travell Johnson plays and his head coach, Bob Wager is just one of the best in Texas high school football. And uh, what a great program that is. They've sent a lot of division one guys uh, since he's been there and interviewed Travell Johnson when Texas tech offered him, I believe earlier uh, in the summer. And uh, he's just a really good guy. And 
I love his tape. He's fast and violent, which is, you know, what you want to see on, on tape on, on defense. Right. So y'all have the grad transfer coming in uh, from Arizona. What do, what have you seen from him, and what do you expect? Is he going to be able to play this year, or what, what have you seen? Yeah, yeah, I expect him to play play a lot. And uh, Well, I mean, he's the active leader in tackles for losses in the country, three-year starter, former Associated Press, all first team all pack 12 performer he had a really good game against tech last year when the wildcats beat the red raiders in arizona i believe eight tackles and tackle for loss and was kind of all over the field yeah i mean i expect him to step in there uh you know jordan brooks you know drafted by the seahawks in the first round so he's gone there's a a spot he could fill there at inside linebacker and uh he's one of several transfers that texas tech has brought i believe seven like really high impact transfers including three uh, from the SEC, uh, you know, obviously we're now one from the Pac-12, uh, outside linebacker, a former Army All-American, and Brandon uh, Boyer-Randall, who he's going to start the outside linebacker for Tech for Michigan State. Uh, that's going to be a big part of what they're trying to do this year in terms of getting older, uh, faster, and just more talented overall in a hurry. Were you surprised that Coach Wells and them took that approach by bringing in the transfers? No, because they, they, like I said, they – you know, I mean, you can look at the game against Baylor last year. Uh, first off, what a great game. Yeah, there was controversy, but yeah, it was a great game. And, uh, you know, there were so many instances. I believe there was four games that Tech lost by either a field goal or less uh, where they could have made plays. Like, yeah, there was the controversial, uh, you know, non-fumble call, but they also allowed Baylor to drive the length of the field, and they had some other opportunities to win that game. There were several other instances last season like that for Texas Tech where I think – uh, some more experienced guys, uh, some guys who are coming from winning programs, maybe they make those plays. You know, one or two more plays makes last season a completely different season. So I think that's what they're trying to do is uh, raise that, that experience level, uh, the emotional intelligence level, and kind of bring some leadership into this program. And I'm kind of blown away with what they've been able to accomplish uh, this offseason. What, what do you have coming out right now? What kind of articles can we expect to see from you, and where can people find it? Oh, man, you know, we're always covering fall camp. We're all over it. Um, so look look for further coverage in fall camp. But like you said, the 2020 re- uh, recruits they were uh, able to contact now, that's a big deal. So definitely look for that. Texas Tech's basketball roster, which, wow, you want to talk about, um, you know, top 10 class. Of course, Baylor uh, right there, two of the top programs in the country in the Big 12. So look for all that coverage on InsideTheRedRaiders.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. All right, Jared. Well, we appreciate you, man. Hey, thanks for having me on. No problem. That is uh, Jared Johnson.